right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, TV talent shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal, to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content out to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Uh, again, my name's Tommy Stolnick. I used to work for, um, well, actually, here, my background is I went to Middle Tennessee State and was a recording industry student there. And when I left college, I worked for Apple for about two years as a trainer in the store. And, and through that position, I actually ended up landing a job at an, an agency here in Nashville working uh, as a digital agency. And I started out as an account manager working on accounts like uh, Kenny Rogers and Charlie Daniels and Sam Hunt. And eventually with that same company, I took over a division that was a templated based software web app for creating like artists websites similar to a banzoogle was called bomb sure. plates and uh after i took that over i ran that for a few years and then i ultimately came to to oversee the entire music division for that company and so there was three different divisions there one was the one that i oversaw then there was a merchandiser and then there was an e-commerce and fulfillment division and the e-com guys, we had about 60 of the largest country artists on Shopify. Uh, we, I saw that, that they just kept coming to me with these issues around reporting and doing direct-to-consumer distribution through the platform. And I basically just looked at it and said, this is ridiculous. This company is a $16 billion company with a massive app environment, and nobody has created a music distribution solution for it yet. So uh, I left that company and built that with the help of actually a, another, my college roommate from uh, MTSU. Uh, so that was really the, the beginning of it, was just saying, look, we've got this platform that's got 500,000 stores on it. The vast majority of large artists are on it. Why don't we build something that I, I know our company was having issues with that. I'm sure other ones are, and that's been our path kind of the whole time, is solve the issues that we saw it having. And then all of a sudden, Pledge became an issue because Pledge, who I was a huge supporter from, I, I mean, I, I, I love the old realm that was there. And then this one dude, and I won't mention his name, came in and kind of screwed everything up. But one of the attractions to Pledge was is that that T-shirt could become a scan because it was attached to a digital item. And the fact that their back end would control all the interaction, all you had to do was upload everything. And then if you wanted to utilize their distribution Company, fulfillment companies, you could strike your own deal and ship all your stuff. What you guys came in and saw was says, okay, let's take all the things that were good with Pledge that people were excited about with independent artists being able. And what if you guys don't understand the concept, it's like once someone activates your digital product, that counts as a scan. But if they also receive the physical CD, that counts as two scans. So what you could do is you sell a t-shirt for $20 
it comes with a digital product. So that means that t-shirt that someone bought, once they activate the digital scan, that, that quote unquote t-shirt just became a sale that's now reported that you can do. The, the situation is, is you have to get them to download the remaining so objects. That, there was a lot of tricks that were going on there for a while. That actually, that rule has changed. So anytime that you attach- but Now they don't have to download it. No, no, it's just uh, anytime that it comes with the, the uh, any physical item, then it counts as a bundled sale. So it does actually scan and without a download. That with iTunes as well, because before with iTunes, it's like you complete the purchase, right? It's like you got sure. a single, you got a single. Then the, did you have to hit complete the purchase in order to get the credit there or? I'm not entirely sure with, uh, obviously our business model is a bit different from sure. iTunes. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the rules are there, but because obviously predominantly with our platform uh, and to give everybody kind of a, a bit of a background on what single does. So uh, we do three basic things. We do direct to consumer digital sales, all white labeled through the artist store. Uh, we report physical sales that are made via their own store on Shopify, like right. their CDs, their vinyl, that kind of stuff. And then we also do that bundling of the digital copy with any of those physical products. And anytime that they bundle, a digital album with let's say a t-shirt then that t-shirt now every time you sell one turns into a scannable sale so i don't know what the rules are changed with itunes i would assume since based on our conversations with nielsen's that it is so um, what's to stop someone then for because i think originally what happened and, and i'm glad you're up to date on this because what the big all this bs started is when certain artists decided that they were going to put a cd on the seat of every ticket at an event and people didn't physically say they wanted to buy the CD. They wanted to buy the concert ticket. They didn't physically, it's like they had to have intent to purchase the CD in order for it to count. It's, I think Prince tried it. I think Beyonce tried. It. I think a couple of different artists tried that with through their ticketing platform to say with every ticket sold, you also get this CD. And then SoundScan came along and said, wait, but the intent was to buy the ticket to the show, sure. not to buy the CD. So I guess they've loosened up on that because right now, physically, I could say I sold a thousand T-shirts. And by the way, everybody who bought a T-shirt, I'm going to send you a, a, a download with it and say that I sold a thousand things when you actually didn't sell a thousand things, you gave away yeah. a thousand. Yeah, and they loosened up those restrictions as far as we, in our conversations with them, we, our system was actually built initially to be compliant with that redemption rule. Obviously, right, our, right. And so our system was actually simpler than most other ones because we don't require any copying and pasting of a code or anything like that. Our delivery is automated and as soon as you click the link, there was some behind the scenes stuff that was happening between the the Nielsen and the labels and us kind of in between that too. And then ultimately they came to the decision to have the sales go through regardless of redemption. Great. So if they change those rules, our system's compatible to be able to switch back. It's well, and that's, that's the thing. It's like people were laughing the other day because it's like some, you know, it's like now all these number one parties that we're having, and sales parties are based off streams, are based off this, are based off that. Sure. It's like, okay, how many streams equal a, a sale? Well, who knows if the, if the streams are passive, if no one actually knew that I was listening to Tommy's record, but I got on a playlist and I had a half a million streams and I'm collecting my gold record, you know, now because of this, it's like the industry just likes to give away trophies. 
it's bullshit. You know, it's like, it's like, Hey, congratulations with the new model. We did some crazy math and congratulations. You have this, but you can't sell a hundred tickets to a show, but congratulations. Here's your plaque on the wall. Yeah. And we're kind of the way that we've operated the company is I, so I saw the need in for the, on the major level side of things, yeah. but we made it to where it was publicly available to anybody. And, not, yeah. and yeah, so you can use the same tools that Bony there and Keith right. Urban and other people are using. So, um, but what are the, our structure of how we wanted to make, it's all about trying to get more revenue back to the artist. And so using the pledge as an example, and some other platforms that are out there, again, not trying to put anybody on blast or anything. Since we integrated with pre-existing e-commerce platforms like Shopify, they already handle the physical stuff. It doesn't make any sense for us to take any portion of those sales. So we only monetize our digital portion of it and we capped it. Uh, So for Pledge Music or some of these other platforms that take a percentage of what you're selling through the store, be it 10 or 15%, when you're selling a bundle that's 40, 50, 60 bucks, that's four or five bucks per unit if it's you're talking about 10% off the top. Where for our system, since we only monetize the digital component, we actually cap it. It's 15 cents per track and we right. capped it at $2. So that way, those same bundles to make those count, there's $2 for each of those. So it's more revenue back to the artist. It's all white labeled. You're going directly to the artist themselves. As opposed to saying, hey, we're creating another Me Too store, come to our store to, to do all of that. We exist entirely behind the scenes to make sure that the artist is getting more of the data, more of the revenue, all that stuff. Got it. So when, when someone goes to singlemusic.com, first they're going to set themselves up an account. Should they have the Spotify or the Shopify account in place ahead of time? They can and they can't. Uh, once, if you create an account on our service, it's going to say, hey, it's not attached to a shop yet. So they will need to create one at that point. Our team has actually been really good about helping artists, especially independents, set up a store. We've put together articles that are getting started with Shopify and then how you can get that going. The nice part about it for a lot of indies since there's their app store environment has been incredible because of the direct to consumer garments and that kind of thing that they have. So an artist in theory could go spin up a website, attach single to it through the, through the app store, attach a direct to garment service through it. And you now can have merchandise and music basically with no inventory. And you can also turn, you can ours bundling service is compatible with those direct to garments as well too. So you don't need to have a store, but the good thing is, is that it's a one-click installation if you do already have one, and it's not any change to what you already have. We kind of come in and do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So for those of you that, weren't, that aren't familiar with how Pledge worked, is they had this great website set up. You could go to it. You could see all your different bundles, all your different options, whatever it is you wanted to pledge on, uh, what it came with description. So what Tommy's saying is now you get to set that up in your own Shopify store. You can make it look how, you know, they'll give you different custom op- options to make it look really cool, real special. And they will control the, the distribution part as far as the music goes is to say, okay, from this T-shirt that you have an on-demand printing. So when he says you have, don't have to have any inventory is you can go to Shopify. You can pick the style. You can pick the size. You can pick whatever, and when you hit check out, and it comes with a bundle, they'll report that sale to SoundScan based exactly. off that, and they'll take 15 cents or whatever it is. If it's one song, they'll take 15 cents, uh, or I guess, or you take 
15 cents for the one digital song you take yeah and then it's, for it's, the t-shirt explain the two dollar deal yeah so uh what we did is to, to make sure that we're not taking a percentage of sales like other platforms we did it at a fixed rate per track but capped at two dollars so if you have anything over 13 tracks on an album the most that you're paying is two dollars got it okay so it's the tracks on the album that come up yeah exactly so and what so, would happen in the past is if i sold an autographed guitar for a hundred dollars and it came with a digital download pledge kicks or whoever would take their percentage off the hundred dollar price of the exactly. guitar. So that's yeah. what he means by they're now able to give more money back to the artist. Uh, also too, what's great about it is that you're not really having what, what pledge was charging you for was they had their back end, They had all this email stuff. It was, it was just a lot of stuff. It's like now you get to control everything and keep complete control of your stuff and you're collecting your own money from Shopify. Yeah, exactly. Not, it, it isn't going through single music and that's where Pledge just got in trouble is they would hold your funds and they were starting to allocate your money for other things and all of a sudden when it came payday, it was like, okay, here's all this stuff that's going on and Benji came back to try to fix it and Scott Graves came back to try to fix it, but it was beyond help. So what single music is saying is, look, here's the thing. We don't touch your money, okay? Yeah. This is kind of what, it's your money. You know, why should we hold your money when you're the one doing all this stuff? But here's the fee for us reporting to SoundScan. Yeah, here's exactly. And so what we do is, so through your, you have a subscription to Shopify, you have a store on there. And then at the end of each month, we bill through the Shopify invoice. Uh, so it's all integrated directly into there. So we get you get paid by Shopify as an artist directly. It's in your account in two to three days because it's just a standard payment processing setup. And then at the end of the month, it's going to have our fees are associated with the next month's subscription or what you have to pay. Like if you want to keep your store going, you have to pay us for what you just used. So it enables the artist to have full control over their money. They can allocate it as they need to especially much more quickly than other services. And again, we can't make the same mistakes as the other services because both Shopify pays you and Shopify pays us. Right. So we're in the company that is backing all of this is a $16 billion publicly right. traded company. So I, I have less concerns about them going belly up anytime. So let me ask you this, who does the actual distribution of the digital download or the music product? Does that run through single? So we, so we do. So yeah, we have a, uh, a content ingestion system. It's similar to like, we're kind of like a, an aggregator, but strictly for the direct to consumer side. Got it. Okay. So we have an upload process where you put in your records, put right. in your UPCs, ISRCs, that kind of stuff. And the way that I always describe it, and I think that it makes the most sense is we're kind of like FedEx for digital files. You're just paying us to deliver it. And so you can even white label the delivery, just like Amazon white labels the box that comes to your door, even though it came on the FedEx truck. So we, we do, you pay us to ship your digital is effectively what it is and report those sales. Great. And there was a time when you wanted to do this, you had to go through another aggregator and they charged you like $5 a report or something yeah. like that. It's like when you got done with your live gig and you, you did this. So, man, this is fantastic. The best place for them to really go discover more is to go to singlemusic.com. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And if you go to singlemusic.com in the bottom right corner, if you ever have questions, we have live chat in there. I'm actually one of the people that answers the chat every once in a while. Uh, and Joe is one of the other main guys that does it too. 
we'll do everything from help you get set up. We'll explain everything. We're pretty educated on the rules that are fairly opaque to people in terms of Nielsen and everything. So ask us questions. We'll help you get set up. We'll even help you upload your records if you need to get going. That's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you sharing this. It's a big deal because right now, once again, this gives the independent artist a chance. I tell you, it's like when you go after these playlists, you're competing with the biggest folks in the world. Now you're able to go show your sales just like everyone else. And that's what helped get Florida Georgia Line, their record deal is when they said, okay, we're going to upload our own music to YouTube. We're going to go out or uh, iTunes. We're going to go out and do this ourselves. And then once they were able to show those sound scan numbers, now all of a sudden it opened up doors and it opened up conversations uh, that ultimately ended up leading to their record deal because they were able to show they sold 100,000 units on their own without having a record deal. So yeah, it's very important to be able to compete that way. Yeah, and to add to that too is the genres that tend to float to the top in Spotify and the other services are obviously pop and hip hop and yep. uh, and so the the other smaller genres like classical and jazz and all that stuff kind of fall by the wayside. We actually had an artist, uh, Peter Hollins. He's a, a very popular know YouTuber. Peter very well, good friend of mine. Yeah, so Peter, he's one of our users, and he has his site on Shopify. He sold a bunch of records, and the day before the, the Friday, he just said, well, we need to find, we want these to count. So we were able to, to basically save him right before the, the end of the reporting period, and he got a number one record on the classical terms. Yeah, and Peter's the acapella dude that I show you guys who... Him and his wife loved to dress in costumes and sing really cool songs on YouTube. And he, he was one of the first ones that really started killing it on Patreon as well. Yeah. Uh, so those are the people you guys need to emulate. You need to sit there and say, okay, if this guy's out here making millions of dollars every year with his music, what tools, what are the tools that he's using? And, yeah. and that's why I, I usually don't pitch products on my podcast, you know, it, it, but this is a tool. This isn't me pitching a product. This is me saying, guys, here's another resource that can help you get one step closer to your goal. Go take a look at it. If it's right for you, it's right for you. But here's the cool part. You know, you only pay when they, when they sell something for you. So yeah, exactly. it's like, is there a small setup fee or something like that? Or how does that work? Okay. So he said, no, for, for, for those that are listening, he said, no, there's no setup fee. So this isn't another person trying to take advantage of you. No, you guys got to stop thinking like that. This is an opportunity for you. They're like, here's, here's how artists are. And this is the thing that pisses me off. It's like, they're always like, well, I don't, why would I want to pay, you know, so-and-so to collect my money? I could collect it myself. I'm like, okay, so you're going to bitch over 15 cents for every dollar. And they've got the relationships already with 120 people that have collected your royalties no, sure. Go ahead. Go out and you go build relationships with those 126 people on your own. And you spend every day calling them, trying to collect your money. And you know what? That's perfect. You keep that extra 15 cents. What you guys are, have to understand sometimes when you're giving a percentage, you're giving a percentage, one, to save you time, one, because they already have the relationship. None of you are going to be able to go on your own or report this stuff to SoundScan. It's not going to happen. So before you think of, well, here's another company trying to take, he just explained to you what it is that they're doing. You're paying for a service. No one's trying to take advantage of the independent artist once again. You guys are, stop that. This is a company that's providing an opportunity for you to be able to compete with the big boys. Go to singlemusic.com, check it out for yourself. 
Uh, I'm super pumped because now I get to add this into, I have my program, which I teach people how to set up their own record companies and their own publishing companies. Now here's the service that will allow you to collect for this. And I'm super appreciative that you guys went out and did this. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, Rick. I mean, that's our whole idea behind everything is try to, that's why we don't, we don't do, we, we're behind the scenes in the entire thing. So that's why we, we call ourselves music distribution tools, just like you said. So we're just another tool set. And we hope that uh, we're kind of creating value and trying to bring more money back into the artist's pocket. Well, that's what it sounds like you're going to be doing for a long time. So I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you found value, please subscribe. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share. Also, I would love if we could follow each other on socials. Just follow me on whatever platform you use. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rick Barker Music. Message me that you listen to the podcast and I will follow you back. Until next time, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.